this is the old show feed for the LGBTQ podcast that gives you news and views from a non-straight perspective. We took the eight out of the name, so the podcast was renamed Not Straightcast, all spelled out as of episode 32. The last episode on this old feed is episode 35. Episode 36 and beyond are now located on the new feed. All the links are located on our website, notstraightcast.com, where you can search for Not Straightcast in your favorite podcast app. Also, visit notstraightworld.com for links to all of our websites. If ensuring speed and security for your websites is a top priority for you, then search no further than Vox Onyx's shared website hosting plans. Vox Onyx uses SSD-powered servers and provides numerous site acceleration tools that will make your websites load noticeably faster. Additionally, Vox Onyx has deployed ZFS data storage to shield your website contents from corruption. Also, Voxonix will manage the task of migrating all the websites you need to their system at no cost to you. Get started with a free 30-day trial. You don't even need a credit card at voxonix.com. That's V-O-X-O-N-X.com. Afterwards, it's only $4.42 per month. Visit voxonix.com to get started now. podcast that gives you news and views from a non-straight perspective. This is Not Straight Cast, 18 for July 8th, 2021. Welcome to Not Straight Cast. I'm Joe Krenok. And I'm fat. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Jason. <laughs> I'm well, fat. I'm fat. I'm a, I got a little overweight during the pandemic. I'm Jason Bailey. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Yeah. And uh, welcome, fat. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I think everybody did because honestly, I go out to the bars now and I see everybody out there and we yeah. all weigh a little more. But I think, you know, you really don't notice it, you know, because you're like yeah. hoping nobody notices that you weigh a little more. And I think everybody else is noticing is trying to not have people notice that they weigh more. Yeah. You know, and so I, I think, you know, we all just kind of, you know. Have learned to live with it, you know? Absolutely. I'm also a little disgruntled because before sitting down to record this podcast with you, I went to the kitchen and I had some leftover coffee earlier today. So I put it into the refrigerator so I could have some iced coffee later. Okay. And I also in my freezer have these giant, like a big silicone giant ice cube maker. Like it's like these big giant blocks of ice cube. Yeah, I was wondering where, where that was going for a second when you said silicone. I was like, yeah. oh, a big silicone dildo in my. Yeah. <laughs> and I just so, put ice on it. <laughs> so I, my drink. I filled the glass up with these big giant uh, ice cube blocks. And one of the ice cube blocks came up out of the cup. Like it, it wouldn't go in the whole way because the cup was full. Okay. And I was like, that's fine. Whenever I pour the liquid over it, they'll all melt a little bit and fall down into the cup and that didn't happen so i'm sitting here and i can't drink my my coffee because there's a giant ice cube sticking out of the top of it oh no and it has now fused to all of the other ice cubes so i can't just take that one out is your drink giving you like the middle finger 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna so take fuck a picture. You. You're not drinking me. Yeah. I'm gonna take a picture of it and send it to you on Facebook. Okay. Well don't do it during the show here. I'm doing hear I'm, the ding come through on the uh, actual uh, audio of the show here, which we don't want. I mean, I just told them that I was gonna do it. They all know it's coming. Right. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um yeah, um been a crazy day for us both. Jason, you've had a really good day, I tell you what. Yeah, I had a fantastic day. So I am going to be the new assistant manager of the club. And that's fantastic. Yeah, it comes with a very, very noticeable raise. Yeah. uh, Which isn't going to make a huge difference to me financially because I'm going to go and get a car and increase my cost of living by the same amount. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You know what? Trust me. You just find new things to spend it on when you yeah. get a raise. Yeah. You know, it was like I hadn't gotten a raise in years. Nobody had gotten a raise in years at the job I work at, my main day job. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're giving you this big raise. It's like, finally, you know, <laughs> finally yeah. caught up now. But hopefully um, I keep getting those kind of raises there because they still need to catch me up even more. Yeah, absolutely. Or as I understand from various people I've talked to, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, pair notes. And you're like, oh. I'm I was, probably not making as much as I should be, you know, but <laughs> yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, this is uh, new for us tonight. Um, we're, uh, I said tonight because we're actually recording this at like 12.55 a.m. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a particular reason there is, is that we're supposed to record this much earlier in the day, but I actually found myself in court today having to resolve a issue that's been nagging me for the past six months. And I've tried to resolve it. Um through normal means, you know, but unfortunately, um, the other person involved there has, uh, decided they needed to, you know, bring me to the point there where I needed to get the legal system involved. Yeah. And it's a really unfortunate situation. And, you know, that's the last thing you want to be doing there, but I had to tell you what there, um, the legal system does their job, you know, they do it pretty decently, efficiently. You know, I was actually pretty happy, you know, from everybody from the police officer I was talking to at three in the morning to the first judge I talked to at five in the morning to the second judge I talked to at around uh, 10 a.m. in the morning. So that tells you the kind of day I've had. Yeah. So and then eventually after this all got resolved and I finally got back home and everything there, finally decided I couldn't sleep for a little while. And then at that point, I was talking to my mom on the phone and she's like, have you eaten anything yet? I was like, you know what? I've had two donuts and a Twinkie. So yeah, <laughs> I'm literally oh, wow. running adrenaline today. So um, yeah, this has um, been a crazy day for us both, but hopefully in the end, I think we both ended up having pretty good days for different reasons. Yeah. And, but I, congratulations I, on your, you know, your promotion and everything there. I know you've been looking at wanting to do that for a while, so. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I, uh, I'm you excited. Your PSO now, you know, that's exactly, you know, I, I've been, I already started looking at the auto websites. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately right now is not a good time to buy a car. Did you notice like all the prices are kind of jacking up a little bit because nobody has the microchips. Oh really? No, I yeah. don't know. So I don't know anything probably about like that. six months a year. I think we'll, you'll probably be okay at that point, but you know, probably at the time where you're looking down to buy a car, you know? But right yeah. now, yeah, it's awful. And like yeah. used car prices are high too. I could actually get twice as much as I normally would get for my used car. My car is 11 years old. So, you know, it, that tells you, you something. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you've taken good care of that car as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it, 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 well, it has its bumps and bruises on it. Yeah, I mean, like any 11-year-old car does, you know? It yeah. Do dents and scrapes and, you know, kids have run their, you know, bicycles into it there and have a nice little scrape in the side from that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine, though, that compared to other 11-year-old cars, it's not in bad shape, you know? Yeah. Well, and one of the good things about my situation is that I any car that I get is going to be treated gently as well because I would literally just be driving it from here to downtown. And on rare occasion, uh, I would take it on a drive that would last about an hour to like Camp Davis. Oh, uh, but you live in the city, Jason. So just wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if you're, uh, if you're listening to this right now and you're dying to see what my, uh, what my giant ice cube looks like, I just posted it to our Twitter. So oh, okay. this will, this uh, podcast will come out uh, probably Thursday. So you'll have to scroll back a couple of days on our Twitter, but you'll find it. Um, are you ready for the news? Yeah, absolutely. Well, guess what? We have to take a break first. <laughs> <laughs> so coming up next, we're going to talk about the story of a U.S. Supreme Court and Christian florist. Uh, the state of New Jersey issues an apology for crushing gay bars. And a demonstration outside Koreatown Spa as Not Straight Cast continues after this. Pride is here, and it's never been the same. For some, it's a return to hope, to joy, to connection. For others, it's a time for action, to reimagine an even better future. But for many LGBTQ young people, pride is out of reach. They are still isolated from supportive communities. They struggle to see pride in their world, or even to feel proud of who they are. Our world is starting to look more familiar, but the events of the past year will have a lasting impact on the mental health of LGBTQ young people who felt the realities of 2020 disproportionately. For them, the Trevor Project has been, and will be, here. With crisis services via text, chat, and phone, always 24-7 and always free, we are here wherever and however they need us. But Trevor can't do it alone. You can be here for LGBTQ young people too, in so many ways. Acceptance from at least one adult can reduce the risk of LGBTQ youth suicide by 40%. So this pride, a supportive call or text, or even just using the right pronoun could mean more than you know. It could even save a life. I am proud to join the Trevor Project, along with our national pride partner, Macy's, to be here for LGBTQ young people this pride season. They're working to make sure no one is left behind. Macy's has helped Trevor to support over 26,000 LGBTQ youth in crisis. So join us and show them that you're here too. Welcome back to Not Straight Cast. And uh, we just wanted to mention here that um, our uh, Amazon gift card giveaway ended. And uh, we want to congratulate Amir Sultani, who's the winner of that. So congratulations to you there. Sultani. Sultani. Yeah. I kind of stumbled over his name, didn't I? A little bit. Yeah. And also, too, um, tomorrow, the uh, Pittsburgh City Paper, Best of Pittsburgh, um, pre-nomination ends. So definitely get your nomination in for notstraightcast.com, which is probably what we're under there. Nice. So we'll see if we make it into the actual voting round. So 
Yeah, that would be that would be fun. I understand, you know, if we if we don't, that's fine. We just started this. This is still a new podcast. Yeah, we're only on episode 18. So we've been doing this since the beginning of March. And it's amazing. Yeah. How like it feels like we've been doing it forever, though. You know, that's the entire thing. It does. But like we did it for like a very small speck at the end of the pandemic is when we right. started it. You know? Yeah, we're thinking, oh, the pandemic's going to go on forever. And then it's like, oh. We're back to normal now. You know? <laughs> yeah. Time to go back to work for Jason. Joe right. just keeps getting to work anyway. Yeah. I never stopped working. So I just added on more work now. So, but um, yeah. anywho, we need to get into the news here. So let's go ahead and do that right now. So Transition music. The U.S. Supreme Court has declined to hear an appeal from a Christian florist who was fined after she refused to make a flower arrangement for a same-sex wedding. The case dates back to 2013 when Washington florist Baronelle Stoltzman refused to provide flowers for the same-sex wedding of her longtime client, Robert Ingersoll. Washington state imposed a $1,000 fine on Stoltzman for violating an anti-discrimination law, and the state's attorney general obtained a court order barring her from discriminating against same-sex couples in the future. When this order was upheld by the Washington Supreme Court in June, Stoltzman refused to back down and asked the country's highest court to step in. The court branded Baronella discriminator and ordered her to attend, facilitate, and create custom floral art celebrating all marriages or none. Kristen Wagner, an attorney for Stoltzman, claimed in her petition to the court. In court papers, Stoltzman's lawyer said she and Ingersoll were friends before the incident and that she had frequently provided him with flowers for various purposes. Her lawyers also said she would sell pre-made arrangements for use in same-sex weddings but not custom arrangements. Like all artists, Baronelle speaks through her custom creations, Wagner said, describing them as multimedia works incorporating flowers. She argued that forcing her client to provide custom flower arrangements for same-sex wedding ceremonies that aren't recognized by her Baptist faith is unconstitutional. But on Friday, July 2nd, the U.S. Supreme Court rebuffed Stoltzman's appeal upholding the earlier judgment against the florist. The appeal had been on hold while Supreme Court considered a separate religious rights case concerning a Catholic foster care agency that declined to work with same-sex couples. On June 17th, the judges ruled unanimously in favor of the foster care agency, but left certain legal questions unresolved. The court's decision to leave Stoltzman's lower court ruling intact sends a couple of different messages, said Steve Vladek, CNN Supreme Court analyst and professor at the University of Texas School of Law. On one hand, the court is refusing to go any further than it went in the Catholic Social Services decision from last week and is thereby siding with the state of Washington's enforcement of its anti-discrimination laws over religious objections. On the other hand, it's going to remain more than a little unclear when states can and cannot require secular businesses to provide services to those whose practices offend the owner's religious beliefs. The court isn't willing to take that up now, but it's surely going to have to sooner rather than later. I mean, this whole entire case is weird, you know, because, you know, you would sell pre-made arrangements to gay couples, but not yeah. custom arrangements. 
Absolutely. Didn't you have to design the pre-made arrangements? So really, aren't they all just custom arrangements? Well, sort of. So, And then also, too, I'm an artist. Yeah. Multimedia works, incorporating flowers. Yeah. Well, you if know, you're an artist, I think would be liberal, not like devout Baptist. And you'd be dealing with a lot of people in that community. So why all of a sudden are you getting weird about that one particular thing? Like, hey, design me a custom arrangement for a wedding. How were these people even friends? Real strained friendship, apparently, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it seems like uh, what what they're saying is that these pre-made arrangements are sort of just like cookie cutter, easy to do. But the custom arrangements is where she really puts her heart and soul and all of that kind of stuff into it. She she doesn't want to. Uh, she doesn't think that she'd be able to do that with same sex weddings because <laughs> it's like, against why? her Baptist thingy or whatever. But you know what? We like, why are they friends? You know, I have no idea. With. Another thing that I find weird about this article is how many bizarre and difficult to pronounce last names there are in it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like mine, for example. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably didn't get some of these last names, right? I'm uh, not you were really, very close. You didn't yeah. you wouldn't have done any worse than I would have. Not really, not really sorry if the people that are mentioned in this article hear this. Uh maybe you should have an easier to say last name. The way to do it is with <laughs> conviction, Jason. So yeah. if you pronounce it, pronounce it wrong and just keep pronouncing it wrong. And people <laughs> yeah. will think that it's correct. That's what it that's literally that's a secret of just yeah. reading something. Absolutely. Like Interestingly, um, New Jersey, this was an interesting story found online there. New Jersey has finally issued a formal apology to the state's decade-long efforts to crush gay bars, admitting that it's past prime to right this historical wrong. So for decades, New Jersey's law enforcement weaponized its liquor laws to systematically target LGBTQ ventures, beginning from the time Prohibition ended in 1933 up till 1967. Oh, wow. So a long overdue apology finally came on Tuesday, June 29th, in a ceremony near the site of what was once the Paddock Bar before it was closed by a series of raids. The Attorney General's office is uh, charged with furthering justice in New Jersey, and yet for more than three decades, our office fell far short, admitted Attorney General Guber Grewal. The time has come to acknowledge its failing, apologize for what happened, and to make sure it never occurs again. We are committed to righting this historical wrong and strengthening our relationship with New Jersey's LGBTQ community. Scores of gay bars were targeted by the discriminatory raids, which were based on post-prohibition air regulations that barred liquor license holders from allowing female impersonators on their premises. Another rule barred businesses from being run in such a manner as to become a nuisance, a term that included the congregation of apparent homosexuals, according to Grewal. Certain LGBTQ ventures, like the famous Stonewall Inn, were able to find safe harbor with organized crime families, but this opened patrons to a whole other level of exploitation while offering real little protection. Promising to right this historical wrong, Rewalt issued a directive to the state's Division of Alcoholic Beverage Control to eliminate a total of 126 actions it took against queer establishments between 1933 and 1967. Previous offenders include the owner of Newark's Log Cabin Inn, who in 1938 was accused of lying female impersonators and persons of ill repute into the establishment. In 1941, another gay bar owner was written up due to the presence of a group of men whose voices, gestures, and actions were effeminate who acted in a manner police deemed entirely inconsistent with the normal conduct of men. Records of all these violations are now publicly available through the state's website. We have to really shine a light on this ugly history, Rewall said. 
The documents will also form the basis of a sample lesson plan in uh, New Jersey, which last year requires public middle schools and high schools to teach LGBTQ history across the curriculum. Very interesting, huh? You know, it's almost like what they're doing there is a little bit symbolic, you know, because, I mean, the actions of the bars that were open way back then, how many of them are still open, you know? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's It looks like it's not just partially, but entirely symbolic because they didn't mention anything that's happened within the last 10 years uh, or 20 or 30 years. You know, this is all uh, this is all up to like the 60s, you know. Exactly. But I guess maybe something happened in New Jersey back in 67 that maybe changed things. 1968, the governor of, of uh, New Jersey sucked the dick and liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't quite describe it that way, but you may not be that far off either. So <laughs> knowing politicians, right? Yeah, the stuff going on in California there, huh? Oh, yeah. So let's talk about that. All right. Demonstrators clashed outside a Koreatown spa on Saturday after a transgender woman apparently disrobed in an area reserved for women. Duh. A f- <laughs> a f- Reserved for women. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. A woman got naked in, in the women's area. All right. Shocker. I know. Breaking uh, news. <laughs> exactly. A few far right protesters appeared to be outnumbered by those favoring transgender rights. Police declared the gathering an unlawful assembly in the afternoon, said Officer Frank Lopez of the Los Angeles Police Department. Officers spread out at the scene and an LAPD helicopter whirled overhead as demonstrators shouted at each other and, in a few cases, exchanged blows, according to social media video from the scene. Los Angeles Fire Department smokesman. Oh, smokesman. <laughs> right? No, you were correct. Go ahead. Yeah. You're going right ahead. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Los Angeles uh, Fire Department spokesman Nicholas Prong said one person who was assaulted sustained non-life-threatening injuries and was taken to a medical facility in a private ambulance. The protest was prompted by an incident captured on video and shared on social media of a woman complaining to WeSpa USA workers about a trans customer who disrobed, thus displaying her penis in an area where women are nude. The incident occurred about a week ago. The workers stood by the trans woman and said legally they cannot discriminate against her. Some of the protesters, according to images and videos from the scene, include apparent QAnon supporters with T-shirts that mention the term pedowood, a baseless theory about a secret cabal of Satanist child abusers in government, entertainment, and the media. Oh, my God. I just roll my eyes every time we have a story that talks about QAnon. Now you see why I gave you the story, right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you started it, though. You, oh, gave, you yeah. gave yourself these stories. I was like, oh, this one looks like it would be good for Jason. Yep, absolutely. Go. I, yeah, because it veers <laughs> into territory that it shouldn't. But anyways, go ahead. Oh, my God, QAnon. Anyway, video showed demonstrators clashing with each other and with police. Protesters' chants included Save Our Children, another expression affiliated with the dumbass QAnon. The story of the spa controversy was first reported by Los Angeles Magazine. Like many other metropolitan areas, Los Angeles contains a transgender population, some of whom enjoy visiting a spa, We Spa USA told the publication. We Spa strives to meet the needs of all of its customers. A lawyer representing the spa, Peter F. Nope, said in a statement Saturday, 
It's <laughs> <laughs> like Jazza Yeary is his last name. Yeah. Jazza Yeary. So you thought the other story was bad, Jason. Yeah. This one's even worse. No, this one's just got one one name that I can't pronounce upon reading it the first time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, a lawyer representing the spa, Peter F. Jazza Yeary, said in a statement Saturday that the business is abiding by California law that prohibits discrimination based on gender expression. California law prohibits discrimination against transgender and gender non-conforming people in business business establishments, Jazzieri said. So guess what? Women can have penises too. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. very, very true. And uh, QAnon can fucking suck that penis. Right. So anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break here. So <laughs> coming up next, the NFL's game. Shocker, huh? Ghana thinks that LGBTQ pandemic is worse than COVID-19 and a Sonic the Hedgehog inspired moment of conclusion as not Streetcast continues after this. Want to support Not Streetcast? Visit the notstreetcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Streetcast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstreetcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstreetcast.com forward slash store. Welcome back to Not Straight Cast. And uh, yeah, so we're in the last part of this show here. How was your pee, Jason? I didn't have to pee today. That ice cube's so big, I can't drink my damn drink. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, you probably don't need the pee. I was talking to you during the break, and I was like, yeah, I probably don't need the pee. You can't even drink your drink because the drink's still giving you the middle finger of ice. <laughs> so. Anyways, uh, let's go ahead here and uh, let's get on with the next story. Then a video shared on Twitter on Monday, the National Football League declared football's gay. In white letters on a black background, the word gay was then replaced with words including lesbian, beautiful, queer, transgender, power, and life. The video's final declaration is football is for everyone. The NFL released the video in response to Las Vegas Raiders player Carl Nassib coming out last week. League spokesperson Samantha Roth told Outsports. Nassib is the first active NFL player to come out as gay. In a video shared on Instagram on June 21st, Nassib said he finally felt comfortable enough to get the announcement off my chest. I actually hope that one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary, but until then, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that is accepting, that is compassionate, Nassib said, adding that he would donate $100,000 to the Trevor Project, an LGBTQ youth suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization. The NFL tweeted their support for Nassib after he came out and announced it would match his donation to the Trevor Project. The NFL has previously supported the Trevor Project as part of its Pride NFL campaign, which is a public-facing commitment to better support LGBTQ employees, fans, and players. The nonprofit organization's logo is featured on the Pride at NFL website. The NFL also worked with the Trevor Project for a National Coming Out Day PSA in the fall. The video posted by the NFL on Monday included a statistic from the Trevor Project's research. LGBTQ youth with at least one accepting adult have a 40% lower risk of attempting suicide 
the full screen text reads. NFL Diversity Director Sam Rappaport told OutSports that the team released the Football is for Everyone ad to show more support for both NASIB and LGBTQ fans. He said, I am proud of the clear message the spot sends to the NFL's LGBTQ fans. This game is unquestionably for you. I will be playing its first line over and over in my head all season. On the same day that the video dropped, Emmett Paley, CEO and Executive Director of The Trevor Project, wrote an op-ed for the New York Times calling for managers, coaches, trainers, schools, and professional sports associations to break the silence and stigma around being LGBTQ in sports by fostering a safe, inclusive, and affirming climate. That's awesome. First off, I really think that that's a positive message, and the joke that I'm about to make, does I don't want that to take away from the fact that I think that this is a really good thing. But secondly, I thought that they were all always gay because they were all slapping each other's butts like forever. Like even like back in like the the seventies and eighties, like they're all slapping each other's butts. What's that about? Oh, right. Yeah. Are, 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 are you slapping your own butt there? Cause I hear your microphone going like that. <laughs> oh, really? Like, oh, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Is it still doing it? Or are you slapping somebody else's butt? We don't know about the, who's there. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Is it still doing it? Cause I'm not, no, 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 you're no, you hit your table or something and it oh. went, you know, like that. So, oh, <laughs> oh, by the way, you there, Jason. Hello. <laughs> it's going to be the uh, episode of uh, Mike stand noise. Did you, did no. you hear, did you hear that? Can you hear it? Can you hear it? It sounds like somebody's knocking on your door. <laughs> it's the NFL. It's the NFL. They came to slap my butt. Football's football. Oh, wow. What the hell was that? <laughs> Football is gay. It's also lesbian, too. Lesbian too. Could you imagine? <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if this is going to pick up on the audio recording. It will. But the weirdest thing just happened. What happened? So when you got in and whispered like, <sighs> uh-huh. first off, it sounded like robotic and demonic. Oh. And then it echoed. It repeated itself like twice. Football's gay, 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 gay. That's yes. That's exactly what, <laughs> that it, what it sounded, sounded like. like. Yeah. <laughs> it was slower than that. I was like, football's gay, gay. <laughs> well, maybe your house is haunted. I don't know. Oh, my house is haunted, but it's only the upstairs in Alan's room. Ah, okay. Yeah, everywhere else is fine. Nothing ever happens anywhere but that room. I see. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If you knew Alan, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But anyways. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's do more news. Yeah. All right. Ghana Speaker of Parliament enraged LGBTQ rights activists on Tuesday when he said the LGBT plus pandemic is worse than COVID-19. The Speaker Alban Bagbin made the comments during a session where politicians filed a bill that would make the promotion, advocacy, funding, and act of homosexuality in all forms illegal. I can tell you that it's more than COVID-19, and I'm happy that our beloved country, Ghana, is together in this, Bagbin said. The president has spoken. Our traditional leaders have spoken. Our religious leaders have spoken together, and Ghanaians have spoken with one voice we don't want to do anything that has to do with LGBTQ activities. Oh, my God. We don't want to do anything with that. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> we don't want anything to do with those LGBTQers. Notice their non-traditional leaders have not spoken. 
Yeah. Well, activists have condemned the bill, which they say also promotes conversion therapy. Rights group Rightify Ghana wrote on Twitter that the bill will negatively impact LGBTQ Ghanaians when it comes to their health, housing, and employment. His statement lacks sympathy for those who have lost families and friends through COVID, Rightify Ghana said, according to Pink News. Also, it shows a lack of empathy to the LGBT plus community in Ghana, which have for decades been targeted for violence, discrimination, and injustices. Unlike COVID-19, being LGBT plus doesn't harm or kill anyone. And it doesn't bring a country's economy to its knees as Ghana's economy struggles because of the pandemic, the rights group told the outlet. His comments were unfair, insensitive, and he should apologize to the LGBT plus community. In June, 21 human rights activists were charged with unlawful assembly for attending a meeting to learn how to document and report human rights violations against LGBTQ plus people according to the Human Rights Watch. Ghana should ensure that human rights defenders work in an enabling environment that is free of stigma, reprisals, or criminal prosecution as a result of their human rights protection activities, including defenders working on sexual orientation and gender identity issues. The authorities should stop harassing human rights defenders for doing their work and should disavow efforts to advance legislation that would further entrench discrimination against LGBT people. Sounds like Ghana's in the same state the United States was whenever Trump was president, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that the opening statements from uh, uh, from their president are a little bit harsher than anything that Trump oh. would have had the oh, balls yeah. to say. Absolutely. But Trust. it's prob it's probably what Trump was thinking. Trump just hated the transgender folks. So the gay yeah. folks were okay in his book, you know? Yeah. And, well, and, and, and the LGBTQs for Trump, you know, with the upside down pride flag. Yeah. I mean, like outwardly and publicly, that's what he said, how that, if that's how he felt or not, I don't know. However, I do have an update. Yeah. What's the update? Uh, the ice cube is small enough that I can drink my drink now. Oh, congratulations. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, I just love bag bin, you know. It's just the way it was said. It was just kind of like, you know, possibly the gayest statement and anti-gay <laughs> statement I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Right? Yeah, it, it definitely is worth a little chuckle. Yeah. But anyways, Jason, guess what time it is? Uh, the moment of conclusion. Yeah, hey. I got it. You got it? And we get her. Get her. The new social network quietly launched last week by Team Trump has been inundated with memes of Sonic the Hedgehog porn. <laughs> Essentially a Twitter clone, Getter is the marketplace of ideas and bastion of free speech launched by Donald Trump's longtime aide, Jason Miller. Doesn't it sound like something they would say to Hillary? Get her. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was, maybe that's, you know, you may have been making a joke, but that may be the reason behind that name. Yeah. 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 There's a little bit of uh, <laughs> thought behind that joke there. So, yeah. However, it's been taken over by some of the weirdest corners of the internet flooded with images of, and I 
men in nappies, and Sonic the Hedgehog's feet. <laughs> the network was initially joined by members of QAnon, the pro-Trump far-right conspiracy theorists who believe a group of satanic cannibalist pedophiles running a global sex trafficking ring conspired against Trump in his term in office. So I think we just described QAnon in one sentence. Yeah. Anyways, that hashtag, the QAnon hashtag, has been taken over by pornography with many posts seemingly from prominent political figures. The troll's already taken those usernames, unless Brent Cannavale really is into Sonic's feet. And much of that is from furry favorite Sonic the Hedgehog. Images of the blue blur have been shared among some questionable hashtags. Sonic is bisexual. Sonic is trans. Sonic kissing presidents. Along with hashtags like Sonic is my god. Sonic loves communism. And even Sonic came in my bussy. Really? <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, images of the Sonic post that have been obtained by uh, Kotu. And uh, I'm looking at some of these images here. And uh, yeah, <laughs> every position imaginable Sonic is in. Yeah. So why Sonic? He's uh, long been an entry point in the furrydom. The attitude, the spikes, and has cropped up in various memes among social media in its most absurdist reaches. The torrent of meme posts and shit posting shows little sign of abating. As reported in Vice, QAnon members are outraged by the lack of policing on the platform. The terms of service claim that the owners can address content that comes to our attention that we believe is pornographic, as well as material it believes is offensive, obscene, lewd, lavicious, filthy, violent, harassing, threatening, abusive, illegal, or otherwise objectionable or inappropriate. Apparently, this doesn't apply to Sonic porn, though. <laughs> Either that or the protection filters aren't working properly. So far, Trump has yet to join the network himself, despite Miller begging him to do so. In the meantime, Gitter support says the system is experiencing a delay due to unusual amount of online users' registration activity. We sincerely apologize for the inconvenience, and our team is actively working to resolve the issue. <laughs> I love that last line. Our team is resolving <laughs> the issue. Yeah. Oh, sure. my God. Sure. Yeah, they're sitting around trying to fight over what priority the ticket was that was assigned to them. And then they're claiming, oh, not our problem. Yeah. Oh, wait, we didn't we, like like we didn't test this for more than one person signing up at a time. Why is the database crashing? Oh, my God. But you know what? It, because it's probably being run on Hillary's BlackBerry server, private yeah, BlackBerry probably. server. Yeah. Which at uh, this point has to be so out of date, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> If I sound distracted, it's because I'm currently signing up for Getter. Oh. <laughs> Did you get it? I'm gonna. Okay. Well, go get it then. <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, Jason. So you have to read one more thing there. Oh. Hang on. I got to scroll down. All right. Subscribe to us where all great podcasts are sold. Also, check out notstraightcast.com, which has links to our previous shows our Facebook and Twitter pages, our Discord server, the notstraight.store, blogs, news, and more. And if you like us, please leave a five-star review in your favorite podcast app. We thank you for listening to Not Straightcast. And as always, until next time, have a not straight one. <laughs>